No ketchup. No ketchup. Victory Friday. That's a new one. I don't know when the last time we won on Thursday Night Football was, but I'm not a big fan of Thursday Night Football because I'd rather not have a short week, but it helps when you're at home. Bears get the W 2019 at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady and gang. Interesting game. Let's bring on the rest of the boys. Big Nick the Quick, you already know. CB84, that's his new nickname now. That's yes, it. sir. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Bring It Out. Let's go. Uh, and our guy, of course, Eli Cabron. Boys, we got the W. I guess at the end of the day is what it comes down to. They came out slow, go down 10-0 early, but close the half extremely strong. I'll start with you, Eli. Thoughts on the game, thoughts on the victory. And th- this this may propel us to to some better things. My main takeaway was that number 52 in blue was the best player on the field last night, and that's what the Bears need to continue as a, a strong team. Khalil Mack was dominant when they needed him. Uh, at the end of the first half, he got some pressures on on Brady. At the end of the game, he was he was getting in the backfield constantly. When the Bears play strong on defense like that, that gives everything momentum. Foles was solid. Uh, I thought he was errant a little early, but he got in his rhythm at the end. They, they found a nice balance. Um, but but the defense was what won us the game, in my opinion. Absolutely. 52 showed up. Hello. How are you? Should have had three sacks. Yeah. Ended up closing the game with two, but he was impactful on many, many plays. Strong he, penalties, yeah. Everything. He was uh, – he was doing his thing. Since that was your – hold on. Let's let's just play. The game going 100 yards rushing for Ronald Jones. That's a great start. Brady is taken down. Khalil Mack. After the longest run of the season against this Bears defense, Khalil Mack steps up and gets a sack. Yeah, against the rookie, Tristan Wirfs, and he's able to work around him and get to Brady. He's got him one-on-one. I mean, he's had his hands full here to start his career. His body slam there. Like, that's that's the that's the Khalil Mack we paid for. That's the 52 we know. Um, being 52 likes primetime. Let's just say what it is. Big Nick the Quick, what'd you think? Man, I'm, I'm surprised, everybody. Usually I'm coming in hot. Usually I come with some negativity. And I, I, I was prepared to do that. And then I sat back. I thought about it. I said, man, the Bears just won a primetime football game against a better team, against a better quarterback in a situation, a spot, a scenario, whatever you want to call it, that my entire life as a Bears fan, we lose, right? <laughs> we always lose those games, even as it's going down the stretch, even as Brady gets the ball back with 73 seconds left unexplicably. Even as whatever is happening, it's just like, hey, we already know how this is going to end. The Bears always lose these games. And going into a game that I had zero confidence in to come out with a win, to be 4-1, and one, obviously I do have some criticisms, but we'll get to that later. But to that feeling, to see the defense unleashed like we've been talking about, Chucky let the boys go free in the second half, to see a big force turnover by Kyle Fuller, to see Nick Foles bounce back from a shitty performance in the first half to you know even it out a little bit to see them overcome some Matt Nagy play calling that is just to this day in the fourth quarter, some of the worst play call I've ever seen. And to come out with a W, I will 100% take it. Chicago Bears won on primetime. The world saw it. We can turn on get up. We can turn on first take and we're going to get a positive spin. 
So let's do it. I'm positive quick this morning, baby. There you go. I like that. No, and that's a good point because our whole life it hasn't been that way. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of my notes right now that I had before with about five minutes left in the second quarter. I got Foles looks pitiful. He's throwing shit all over the place. Uh to he said I said he's throwing shit everywhere but to our wideouts. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's putting shit on the money with zip on it. Uh Nagy still refuses to traditionally give the ball to Montgomery on a good amount of occasions. I know that's an argument. We were talking about that last night in the group message about should we be just throwing it more overall, but we'll get into that. Uh, sloppy ass tackling, no pressure on Brady. At one point I had, there's being no, there's no pressure put on Brady. That's how much the game flipped because then towards the end of the game, that's all we were doing was, was putting pressure on Brady. I thought Arians going for it on fourth down in the second quarter on his what? 17 was some of the most disrespectful stuff I've seen. He was not threatened. He was, he's essentially saying you guys aren't going to score a touchdown. So even if I do give up this, this fourth down in our own territory, I'll probably just give up three. So what's disrespectful about that though? I saw a lot of people say disrespect, disrespect. It's it's, It's proper respect for what we've seen from the bears offense through four games. You don't no, owe but, the, you don't owe the Bears any res, any more respect than to not give, potentially give them the ball at their own twenty. It wasn't disrespectful. It's proper respect. It's completely it's, it's, it's proper courtesy for a shitty you, offense. I'm are you dead serious? Ass serious? Yeah, you're kidding. Disres, it's disrespect. Like what was disrespectful about that? When you don't when you're playing against an opponent that you feel because, is offensively inferior you, and you're not worried about the potential of them scoring by giving the ball back in a good spot, it's not disrespectful. It's, because it's the this second, is what this team is. You're out of your mind. It's the second quarter. <laughs> there's there's literally 40 minutes left of the game, and you know if you don't pick up that yard, it's a, it's automatic points. Respect not, is earned. Get get out of here. Respect that was is earned. that was that was insanely Res- disrespectful. Respect and, is earned. And the reason I say that's because he would. Oh man, don't even. That was <laughs> incredibly disrespectful. Earn it. Um, and then the last note I have on the first half is all bad from Soldier. If someone sees Cole Komet, let me know. That game, those that completely turned around. It was completely different from there. I got a couple more things I want to talk about. I want to talk about this A Rob pick because I. I've watched it 15 times and I don't know I don't know whose fault it is, but A-Rob continues to get in these spots where he's getting both his hands on the ball and then somehow the other team comes away with Third it. week in a row. Third week in a row. On first down, Robinson. That's in the air and picked. Back the other way, Carlton Davis. Out of bounds near midfield. Robinson put the ball in the air and then it's picked by Davis and a 34 yard return I think it's PI I think it's close um either way just I just wanted to show at that point when they're when he's running up the sideline with that rock I'm like here we go again yep this is exactly what everyone thought they were going to see Getting ready to be 10-3, which was 10-3. But we were able to shake it off and, and do our thing. The game turned on the Kyle Fuller hit. The fact that – and let's be honest, we caught a couple of breaks last night. The the If you would have asked me if that Kyle Fuller hit would have got overturned after calling it incomplete on the field, I would have said there's no chance. 
that's a missed call, whatever. But we ended up getting that going. We've been talking on this show, Big Nick the Click, especially about Kyle Fuller for a while now. He is an elite cornerback. Did you know he had that in his back to, to lay the wood like that? Absolutely, man. He plays hard. He plays hard. He brings it. He's always been a sound tackler. I mean, you, you know, obviously he's a cornerback, so you don't necessarily see him getting the opportunity to lay people out like that. But uh, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that he's the type of corner that has that in his, his arsenal. Because he, he knocked the shit out of him. He killed yeah, him. That, I agree with you, Sean. That, that changed the game completely. Like, the Bears had nothing going before that. And, and I thought for sure that the refs were just not going to look at it. It was inside two minutes. So, like, they don't – the Nagy didn't have to throw a challenge flag. And I was just assuming that they were just going to keep the ball with Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I thought that that flipped the game completely. The Bears were able to go down and score again. That, that really changed it all. And the biggest – we've been talking about turnovers, man. If you can get a turnover like that, just like that play reminded me of the, the Khalil Mack drop against the Colts. I'm like, dude, this is exactly what we needed in that game, and this is exactly what we needed in this game, but we, ha- we happen to get it this game. Yo, this, this team thrives off of sacks and turnovers. When we're getting sacks and we're forcing turnovers, that's how the defense eats. Because if you look at it going into the game – we talked about it last week. Defense has only given up 20 points per game, right? They showed the NFL rank. I think we're eighth overall. The defense, from a numbers perspective, from the outside looking in, it was like, oh, that's a really good defense. But obviously, we watch every snap. We know that there were some things that they weren't doing. And the difference last night was sacks and turnovers. In the second half, I mean, obviously, the first half, they got that turnover. We were able to score off of that. In the second half, when Chucky let the boys go, Tom started feeling the pressure. It's like at some point we realized, hey, we're playing against a 43 quarterback, 43-year-old quarterback who literally cannot go anywhere, who is going to get frustrated when we get back there. We did start getting back there. He did start getting frustrated. He's jawing with Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack hits him back with the stare down. His offensive linemen are out here getting penalties, playing undisciplined. Um, 100% that is what that is the difference with this Bears defense. They have to be aggressive. You asked me last week, like, do I not think the Bears are looking aggressive? No. That is an aggressive Bears defense. Send the people. Let your corners do their job. If that means you got some one-on-one man coverage down there, the safety's got to you know pick up their responsibilities. That's fine. But up front, you got to get those guys going, man. You got to unleash those boys because that's what they're here for. Yeah, I, thought, I think that's a great point. It got the the Bucks on their heels a little bit, and they were sloppy. They had eleven penalties. They had that one drive where they could not keep moving forward. They had. Uh, a couple of holdings. Um, then there was the unnecessary roughness on the center. Um, yeah, the Bucks just got rattled, I think, once the Bears got in their heads and got in the backfield. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was a good strategy by Pagano to just to just bring up the pressure on Brady and, and make those receivers. They were down their top targets besides Evans. Make them beat him, and they couldn't do it. I mean, the D played excellent last night. Yeah. As simple as that. They gave up a touchdown on a turnover on a short field to Tom Brady. If you give Tom Brady a short field, nine times out of ten, he's going to at least put some points up, and he did, and he was a touchdown. Outside of that turnover and giving him a short field, they gave up four field goals, six points in the second half. So they were lights out. That's what we need. I wish we could score more points Um, because I would love to have a double-digit win. I don't want to get greedy and start going from there. We're going to get into the play calling too quick because I do want to talk about that as well. But the defense was stellar. We 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 relied on them, and they showed up for us, especially to close the game. 
let's get into uh i do want to show this jimmy graham catch and i do want to talk about jimmy graham because i feel like i personally have been disrespecting him as well down here in the red zone pulls end zone what a catch graham touchdown Well, he goes, he catches this with one hand. I mean, he's got one arm kind of grabbed, and Jamel Dean saw that matchup just a moment ago. That's a great job. That is a big-time catch. I don't know why there wasn't a flag thrown on the play, but either way, Jimmy made it happen. I want to personally apologize to Jimmy Graham. I hated the signing. I thought he was overpaid. But rightfully so. I don't think we were supposed to be super stoked on him coming to town. He didn't do anything with Aaron Rodgers the previous year. And I, I was I was on the line of thinking, if you're not doing anything with Aaron Rodgers, then you're definitely not going to come over here and do anything with Trubisky and Nick Foles. But he's been making an impact. He's been getting the rock. He's been, he's been scoring touchdowns. That's it. Like, all, all I do is score touchdowns like Chris Carter. Or like uh, like Ryan told, was talked about Chris Carter. All he does is score touchdowns. That's what he's been doing for us. He's been a big impact. Uh, quick, I know we weren't happy about the signing, but maybe you don't need, hey, hey, if you have that much faith in Jimmy Graham, maybe you didn't need to take a tight end. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think still you want Cole <laughs> Komet. I, I think Cole Komet ideally would be the person who's eating up yards, you know, down the drive, but apparently all he can do is get a holding call yesterday. I, I had a note that if Cole Komet was a basketball player, he'd be a minus 30. <laughs> after, after, after his first NFL appearance, after his first NFL appearance yesterday was a holding call. I immediately thought of you, but um, no, I mean the Jimmy Graham thing, man. I love. I will give Matt Nagy credit. I love how Nagy has used Jimmy Graham. He is such a target in the red zone with all that height, with the athleticism that he still has, um, and, and short bursts like that. You know, in a one-on-one matchup, his hands. I just love how they use him down there by the goal line. That's such a good. Um, option for a quarterback to have, and it's something that we were obviously missing desperately last year. And just having that, almost not even a security blanket because you're talking about down in the red zone. I mean, a guy who's producing what's that five touchdowns, four or five touchdowns he already has this year. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been huge for us, and that was a big time grab, big time play. Those are the type of highlights you do not see from the Chicago Bears. Like when I saw that, that's like, man, that's what I see when I see sports center highlights and shit like that that we just don't show up on in our you know 10 to 9 victories. Um, seeing something like that, like, yeah, that was, that was awesome. I like that. They just put him on an Island out there and it's like, go make a play. Like he's so big. He has such strong hands, like good luck to the defensive back. He was on his back. And like you said, Sean was definitely interfering. Didn't matter. Yeah. That's the kind of player that the bears need have have needed for a long time at the tight end position. And it's good to see it. I, I didn't like the signing either. He's still probably overpaid, but at least he's producing. So, yeah, I, 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 I hate saying, listen, you can't be overpaid if you're scoring touchdowns. He has it was four, Big Nick the Quick. He has four on the year, and we played five games. So hey, let's, yeah. this job. let's keep that rolling. And we, yeah. we probably only scored like eight touchdowns anyway. So, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I I saw uh, – can we – listen, can we can we stop talking about Jimmy Graham's basketball background? He's been in the league like 15 seasons. No, I would never – still do it with Antonio Gates when he was playing. Right, I like you're like 20. Right, look, like I get, get it. Played basketball, but his background now is playing NFL tight end. He's been yeah. playing. He played. He's played NFL tight end, probably double the length. He's played like super professional or 
super competitive college. High basketball. level basketball, yeah, yeah. high level hoops, right? Yeah, so. he's a he's a he's a, a football player. <laughs> yeah, Just like Tony Gonzalez is a football player. Antonio Gates is a football player. Those guys are football players. Hey, can, before we move on, can I just give – I got to give proper respect to my nickname right here, CP84, my boy, Mr. Get a Touch. Mr. Get a Touch. Mr. Brick, Mr. – they know I'm bringing it out. I know I'm bringing it out. You still cannot stop this. Mr. Run Hard, Mr. Straight Line, whatever you want to call him. That Two dude brings, bro, brings it every – yeah, 2 chains. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Heron Bone, whatever you want to call him, man, he brings it uh, He brings it every single game. It doesn't matter how deep they kick it. He would bring it out from the stands. My man Cordero Patterson, if he's in the game, you know he's getting the rock. It does not matter. The defense will key on him. It does not matter. I love that he had that big play. Was that the third quarter that he had? Uh, the wheel route? The wheel route. Like, yeah, I mean, he's just – like yeah like before it was kind of a novelty but man last night like they literally had no answer for Cordero (laughs) Patterson gave us great field position time in and time out yeah I love that he took the opening kickoff from the back of the end after the Bucks scored he took it out from the back of the end zone then the very first play they run an end around right to him like (laughs) like we're not hiding that he's our most dynamic playmaker right now like give him the ball every chance we can look every time he's in the game like we talk about his his snap to touch ratio has to be crazy if he's in the game he's getting the ball yeah, <laughs> either he's the primary ball carrier or the decoy. Like, there's yeah. no like, yeah, he's just not just standing there. Yeah, he's he's not there. He's not there for the foolery. So shout out Cordero Patterson, man. I, he's a gamer for sure. Shout out CP84, like he's Cristiano Ronaldo. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: if I I've always said if I was a feature guy in the NFL and my main job is to take the like I'm a kick returner. You could never get me to kneel. I don't. Never. I don't understand all these guys kneeling all the time. Like the only reason you're on the, the if the only team I'm on is kick return, <laughs> and, and I catch it, I don't care if I'm in the back of the end zone or not. I'm bringing it out. Like that's just what it is. I gotta try to make a play somewhere. So yeah, I never understood that. And he he, he will never knee. Yeah, never. It, <laughs> they, never. it doesn't matter where they can good. kick it outside the stadium. He's like, I'm, I got a chance with this one. Good. good. <laughs> and, good. and you know what? It pays off every time. I, I've never seen him get stopped before the twenty. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, keep it out. It's, it's what you I do. don't understand why he's not the punt returner, but that's just another. I don't understand special teams. I guess, but like, why is Ted Ginn Jr. back there when you have the most dynamic return man in history? I don't understand what the difference in jobs is that he's qualified for kickoffs but not for punts, but. I'm not a special teams coach. Trying to get out here carrying the ball like a loaf of bread. Yeah, too. he doesn't. He, he, <laughs> he could not have been less interested in touching the ball. He's like the opposite of Patterson. Yeah, so really quick, I got to get, before we move off of the Jimmy Graham and the tight ends, Cabron had an insanely awesome tweet last night about it, Cole Komet it, and it touches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give it. Give the people what the tweet. This is K-Rod's I, I just said that Bobby Massey has touched the ball twice now. He had a catch against, uh, was that the Giants? Yeah, against the Giants. And then a fumble recovery yesterday. And Cole Komet, who's the second-round pick tight end, has touched the ball once this season. <laughs> and former Bears assistant GM Greg Gabriel responded to me and said, trash tweet or garbage tweet. I forgot what it was. And yeah. uh, facts only. Like, he touched the ball once in five that's, games. That's, that's it. <laughs> Gabriel did respond. He's like, he hit him with the Miro, though. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's not getting the ball. It's, it's, it's just the truth. Yeah, I'm not making an editorial judgment. I wish he was getting the ball more, but he's not. Like, it's, it's plain <laughs> and simple. Why is, why is Greg Gabriel coming out for your head? And why is yeah. Gabriel, 
Greg Gabriel, like he's one of those dudes that I feel like they always go to on the radio and like his opinion is always like golden and valid. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. You're the director have, of Bears yeah. personnel. Like who have you drafted and what, what great Why players you have you brought to? Yeah. <laughs> All those great draft picks. Find a fucking quarterback. Exactly. Personnel so, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was the GM when they traded Greg Olson. So like his oh, opinion, oh, opinions on tight ends is not like the most like revealing. Yeah. So hey, cornball corn of the day, Greg. Are, yeah. yeah, for real. These are these are just the facts. So they woke up last night. I was happy to see it. Let's talk about Tom Brady versus Foles. They really want to make that a thing. <laughs> like I get it. He he beat him in the Super Bowl, but half of the headlines that I read were Foles beats Brady again. It's like. Have, have they played what tw- have they only played twice like it's not like it's some type of rivalry it's uh it's a thing i want to talk about i want to talk about brady for you guys is is it anything that people are some people are saying mainstream twitter takes whatever are saying that he shouldn't be undressing his linemen when they were getting torched last night by the Bears' defensive line. Is that something for you guys, or is that noise? Have, have they been watching Tom Brady the last yeah. 20 years of playing football? Like, I don't if, – if that's a story and that's getting around, then that's a shame because Tom Brady has been going at teammates, yelling on the sidelines, super fiery his entire career. He's not Phillip Rivers where he's throwing a temper tantrum out there, but Tom Brady was always on the sideline giving it to people and yelling and looking pissed off. I didn't think that was anything wrong. It was a huge – the, the thing that they're talking about is after his center had that dumbass um, – uh, what's it called? Personal foul where he headbutted uh, whoever on the Bears. That Early. was a dumb play. Right. That was a huge penalty and a very dumb penalty. Tom Brady's a leader trying to bring these boys to the championship. He understands that the window is small. You cannot make mistakes like that. He is teaching these boys lessons. He's saying you cannot do that dumb shit when we're driving down the field, when we're already getting our asses clicked and Khalil Mack is on my ass. Why don't you worry about blocking somebody instead of trying to get into somebody's face and doing all that bullshit? So there's no problem with that. If that's the narrative, then people are bored. I mean, yeah, Brady is at this point fragile merchandise. Like they need to protect him at all costs. Their backup is Blaine Gabbard. Like if they if he leaves the game, they're screwed. So, yeah, I mean, those guys better block better if the Bucs are going to have a chance to win. I didn't have any issue with with Brady ripping into them because they were playing like shit. Yeah, they were playing bad. He was screaming at him, saying, how are we supposed to win? How do you guys expect <laughs> us to win doing stuff like that? And that was also another break. The The personal file where he he doesn't, he doesn't really headbutt Eddie Jackson. His right. heads, they, they like come together a little bit. If that was against us, I would have been livid. That happens so, all the time, man. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that literally happens every play. Honestly, that that was nothing. So I hey, I'll I'll take that. But if that was against us, I would have been livid. The other big thing, it wasn't him screaming on the sideline. It was when Mac beat the rookie again, and he kind of Brady kind of looked up at him off on the ground, like, dude, like give me a chance. You know what I mean? There's nothing. I mean, it's not a story for me. But do you think that he should be? keeping that for like a talk in the locker room instead of embarrassing him on national television, essentially saying, what are you doing? You're getting killed. I know it's Khalil Mack, but isn't that more of a reason for Brady to hop up and kind of say, let's go. We got it. I think that was sort of a wake up call for Brady. Like 
he spent 20 years with the Patriots where you would never see them this undisciplined in any game, much less a primetime game against a conference rival like that they need to beat. And the Buccaneers were just shooting themselves in the foot every time down the field. And he's probably like thinking like, what the hell did I get myself into with this team? Like there's no discipline, no like passion. They're just sitting there getting their ass kicked. Like I think Brady was having like a, a realization, like maybe, maybe this isn't everything I thought it would be. I mean, they're, they're still, it's still early, but he needs, those guys need to wake up quickly if they're going to have a chance. Let me ask you this while, real quick, quick. Let me ask you, and I'll go to you, Nick. Let me ask you this, Eli. Is that, uh, is that just a Bruce Arians relaxed culture, loosey goosey thing? I mean, yeah, that comes down to the head coach, in my opinion. When you're, when you have that many penalties and that undisciplined, uh, yeah, like that, that's something, attention to detail that, that hasn't been touched on in practice or, or something like that, because, it's not a, a coincidence which teams lead the league in penalties every year. And it's the same coaches that, that are responsible for that. Go ahead, quick. Yeah, no, one of my biggest notes, and Eli just hit it, that I wrote was we are very lucky that the Bucks are such an undisciplined football team. <clears throat> Between the poor offensive line pay, play, the dumb personal fouls, the never-ending pass interferences, um, they're just an undisciplined team. And I think that you know the big thing that the Bears did was take advantage of all that. But, yeah, if I'm Tom Brady – and like, like Eli said, if you're used to Bill Belichick's way of doing things where that type of stuff just doesn't happen, right? You can watch a bad Patriots team. You'll never call them undisciplined. Brady's jersey was always clean up until just about last year, I think, when they started getting pressure on him. He was never on his ass like that. He was never that frustrated. Tom Brady, you bring Tom Brady in there for a level of excellence. And Tom Brady expects everybody else to get to that level of excellence. And if they're not there, he's going to tell you about it. We just got done watching the last dance and praising Michael Jordan for his fierce competitiveness. That is how these guys are wired. Tom Brady understands what it takes. Tom Brady understands that he's 43 years old. This is probably a one to two year type situation. And we cannot win a championship if we're doing dumb shit like that. And I'm on my ass all game. Because to Eli's point, you don't want to see the Blaine Gabbert show. It's going to be like the Bucks of old. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I 100% have no problem with that. I don't think he was showing anybody up. I don't think this is Jay Cutler pushing uh, Jamarcus Webb on the sideline or anything like that. That is just him looking at him like, what the fuck, man? Do your job. I'm doing mine. Because one of my biggest notes that I also have is Tom Brady has not lost anything off his fastball. I thought he looked sharp. If you look at some of those quick routes, those timing routes that he was throwing, he was delivering darts. I saw what I needed to see. Tom Brady in game five looking like that. I think the Bucs have a good chance, but you cannot do it with his team on his ass like that. And Brady knows that. And he was telling him that. And he's empowered to do that. This is Tom Brady. This isn't, I don't know. It's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when Tom Brady talks, you listen. That's it. There's no, there is nobody else in the league right. with that, with that amount of stature. No, I think if, if, Aura. if literally, <laughs> if literally anyone, <clears throat> can talk to anyone about anything. It's Tom Brady. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Simple as that. He could have he could have kicked that dude in his ass right there on national TV. And, like, that's it. It doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants. He's Tom Brady. And the reason they're even competitive is because he's in town. So, yeah, I don't, it's not a story for me. Now, this is another story. <laughs> I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I, I couldn't believe that because it was blatantly obvious, no hiding, that he forgot it was fourth down or didn't know. I won't say forgot. He lost it in the spike or whatever it was, but he didn't know it was fourth down. And then this is Brady in the press conference. I was watching the press conference live. One person asked him, 
some some soft reporter was like, "Hey Tom, uh, what happened there at the end? Uh, did you forget it was fourth down?" And I mean, I know that's not really like you to that 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 couldn't have been the case, right, Tom? It's uh-huh. like what? Like, man, ask him a real question. So then, uh, this <clears throat> female reporter hopped up and essentially was like, "Yo, did you forget it was fourth down?" And here's Tom. Is it clear for you guys whether it was third or fourth down on on that last play? Yeah, we just uh, you're up against the clock and you're up against the the uh, you know I knew we had to gain a chunk, so I should have been thinking more first down instead of chunk on that, on that down. I should have been thinking more first down. Yeah, it was fourth down, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> no other down to think about. <laughs> There's no <Yeah>. fifth down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think. <laughs> would you rather him have just come out and said, "Yeah, I, I fucked that up"? If anybody's, if anybody's earned the ability to to mess up in that in a spot like that once, it's Tom Brady. Why not just come out in the post game and be like, "Yeah, man, I I, I made a mistake. I thought it was third down." Yeah, I mean, it was obviously embarrassing for him. It was on it was on prime time, but it, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, man. I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna come out and say. I've never. I don't think we've ever seen Tom Brady in that type of situation. So yeah, I mean, he definitely one hundred percent came out and played it off like he didn't forget what down it was. But yeah, yeah I, I don't. <laughs> his actions spoke that he forgot. Like they were going for the middle of the field, like they were trying to get in the field goal range, not thinking that they had to move the change. So yeah, he can say whatever he wants, but. The video, the evidence speaks for itself, in my opinion. 100%. It's blatantly obvious. <laughs> he literally stood there for 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and he went He went and asked the first ref. Then he asked his teammate. Then he looked around. He asked somebody else. He's like, there's just no way it was fourth down. Right? He went to the chain gang guy and was like, why is that number like that? And it's like, because it's, it's fourth it's down. Fourth <laughs> down, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, man, my man is 43 years old, man. You know, he, he was rattled around a little bit in this game. It's just the parts weren't working at the end of the game, apparently. This was the classic, like the the center fielder catches the ball with thinks it's three outs, and there's somebody on second running to, running home, and he's jogging into the to the dugout. It was remember, uh, yeah, Milton Bradley on the Cubs. He threw the ball back to like a fan, and it was two outs or something like that. Like it's like exactly. Exactly. Milton Bradley is a legend <laughs> yeah, for several reasons. <laughs> he's, just a legend. he's just the legend of Milton Bradley is amazing. What is, what do you think Milton Bradley's doing right now? Spending Cubs money. Yeah. Yeah, spending Cubs money is right. They gave like sixty million to play like a week, and they're like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't think we can do this." (laughs) It's too much going. They have Milton Bradley and Zambrano in the same clubhouse. Those were those were the the Cubs days where they weren't winning anything, but they always had some characters that you could root for. Zambrano, man, Zambrano's pitching in Schaumburg. Every (laughs) he is no, no, he's he's pitching in Schaumburg. Sixteen inch softball. Like (laughs) if I. Man, I used to love every fifth day when Zambrano was pitching. That was my guy, too. I still have a Zambrano jersey. Yeah, Zambrano's the man. All right, let's talk about – let's close the show and talk about – I know we got the win, 2019. Nick, I know you came on and we're talking about it in in your intro on the game. Matt Nagy's play calling. Get it off your chest. What do you got to say? I mean, if – I don't know what I don't know how you guys were feeling, but when Brady got the ball back with a minute fifteen, and he, all we had to get all he had to get was three. I had yeah. no confidence. Yeah, I had zero confidence. I don't care how the D was playing; the D yeah. was playing great, and it was just like you got this guy. Range. This guy has to get thirty-five yards to win the game. Like, yeah. man, that's not a good spot. So, Nick, go ahead, give us some 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 thoughts on Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy play calling. 
we could have handled the the end of the game a lot of different ways, and that was not. We had it awfully. Yeah. yeah, if you look at the entire fourth quarter, the Bears had three drives in the fourth quarter. All three of them offensively were were just a train wreck for me. Um, <clears throat> what was working for the Bears? Right, the shorter stuff with Foles. Um, a lot of the more accurate time precision routes. I know what wasn't working was anything deep downfield and certainly not streaks downfield, right? So when you get to the fourth quarter and we're running these deep shots and these streaks and sending guys out like that, and he's just missing them terribly or whatever's happening, they're not producing any yards. They haven't produced anything positive all game, yet Nagy still decides to go to him. And I get that the corners were sitting on the routes and he almost came out and threw that pick in the beginning, but that's what was working. Call something else that's short. Call something else that keeps it kind of in front of you like that. Call something else that's easy. You're not trying to get downfield and have some super huge play. They're giving it to you right there with these seven and eight yard gains, and you were successful with them. I do not understand why you would go away from it. At one point, it was like a second and eight, and he threw like a 25-yard you know, out route. I just don't get it. I don't get what he was trying to do with that when, again, Foles looked so much more comfortable when you were giving him these in-time rhythm routes right then you get to the last drive it is second and eight and (laughs) inexplicably you throw the football troy aikman even after the game was like i'm still sitting here wondering why he (laughs) threw the football on second down there was absolutely no reason to throw that ball give the ball to david montgomery let him eat up some yardage. More importantly, let him eat up some clock. More importantly, let him eat up the opposing team's timeout. Whatever you're going to do, don't do that. Don't throw a, a, a down the sideline back shoulder throw or whatever the hell it was. It was a jump uh, ball. Trying to get cute. It was yeah. A, it's a, a 50, jump 50 ball. ball. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. I don't understand that. I don't understand why he started going deep in the fourth quarter. It has not worked. It has not worked with Trubisky. It has not worked with Foles. It's just not in our offense. Take your shots when you need to, but that was not the time for me. And let's not act like that's the first time Nagy's done that. He did that against the Giants three weeks ago when they were holding on to a lead and they could have killed the clock and he didn't. And then the uh, Eagles game in the playoffs two years ago, he does the same thing. They were trying to run out the clock and he takes a shot to the end zone. Like, I know he has BU on his play card, but maybe you should not be throwing deep balls in the (laughs) end of the fourth quarter when you are just trying to drain the clock. Like, I I just don't understand why he does that. Like, like Troy Aikman said, that almost cost the Bears the game. Those 40 seconds that they could have used, Tom Brady had to, to drive down the field. So that was just inexplicable. Inexplicable. It made no it, sense. It, it ends with giving Brady 73 seconds. 73 yeah. seconds of the best quarterback of all time. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> – I mean, the, no, Bucks- the, second, the second down throw to me, I, I can't – in any scenario, someone need to stop him. That's like when someone needs to grab the wheel and be like, hey, man, you know, you can't drive right now. Yeah. Like, I don't care who it is. I don't care. What's the offensive coordinator's name? Uh, the, the Laser. Laser. Whoever. I, Pagano. Fucking Ryan Pace. <laughs> someone needs to grab the play card and be like, no. Like, you cannot give Tom Brady time, man. I, the fourth quarter play calling to me. Yeah, it, it's incredible. Rewatch it's, the fourth quarter. Incredible. It's in. The Bucks was bad, too. Yeah. If there's ever an obvious time that you need to put a, a a sustained solid drive together and keep the clock running it was that one and Foles al- almost comes out and throws a pick six okay I get they're sitting on the routes he came back the very next play and ran all streaks and out and up like it's almost like a, a little kid 
playing Madden and it's like, okay, they're sitting on the route. So the very next play, we have to go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The very next play, we have to go five five streaks. I couldn't believe that. Who who even does that in the NFL? Like, what what are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah, so that was mind-boggling as well. Then, like you said, the play that you're hammering quick is the second down to – they have one timeout that they – Arians is literally on the sideline like this waiting to call the timeout because he knows they're going to run the ball and try to burn his last timeout, right? There's no question about that. So the fact that he went through a 50-50 jump ball down the sideline doesn't make any sense. There's a lot of – there's a lot of pa- – if, if you must pass it, Matt, there's a lot of different passes that would have a lot higher completion percentage than a 50-50 ball to Allen Robinson on the sideline. Can you imagine if we turn that over? It, it it would be people would be calling for Nagy's job today. Yeah, like, 100%. So it should if he would have if Tom Brady would have came down and got the field goal, we could be calling for Nagy's job today. It was it was mismanagement in the fourth quarter by him off. Thank God for the D. I, I really thought like those three drives in the fourth quarter were were maddening to me. The first one and the third one were particularly maddening. Yeah. Because the first one is when he he just started going deep for no reason. And the third one is when he has a second down play. I, I don't understand. Those plays shouldn't be available. You know what I mean? Like talking about Madden, you know, some plays are grayed out. Those plays should be great. Like you should try to select, nah, 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 you know what I mean? Like it's not available. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, should just, they shouldn't be available. He shouldn't have the option to go to them. I just, yeah, what you said, man, the pumping goes, like sending four guys in a streak, 50-50 balls down the sideline. Like we are not that team. Like be you. He doesn't know who you is in that situation. Because, yeah, you is not doing that. You is doing what was working so well for Nick Foles. You got to call. I'm starting to look at him and be like, man, do you not look at your quarterbacks and say, man, this is what they can do? Right. This is what they're good at. This is what we're effective at. I understand he has this vision in his head. He is so, so much wants to execute what he sees in his head, right? These big, deep, crazy Patrick Mahomes looking plays and this crazy explosive offense. But listen, man, you're four and one. Right. Or at that point, you were three and one with the chance to go four and one by not doing that. So stick to what's working. We don't need that. I would love to see Star Wars and shit blowing up and all types of crazy shit. But guess what, man? That's not our offense right now. Our offense is what was working with those short passes. Right. Getting those guys involved. Dependable Allen Robinson on these short passes. He catches the ball. Do that. Stop trying to go deep. Stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to be Andy Reid. That's not what we have right here. Take what we have, watch the film, say, hey, this worked, and build a game plan around it. This was an explosive offense. You held them to 17 points. The defense is good. Stop putting them on the field because of this dumb shit. And I think there's spots in games where you're like, we just can't give it back to the defense. If the defense gets back on the field, we're going to lose. We have to get a touchdown here. That wasn't that game last night. The defense no. was playing great, especially in the second half. If you could kick a field goal and leave them 20, 30 seconds with no timeouts, that's a lot better spot than a minute 15. So it was – I agree with you, Nick. It was uh, it was interesting there. Anything else Anything else on that, Eli? No, I mean, I agree completely with what Nick's saying. The, the What was working on the offense were those short crosses. Anthony Miller had a really good one in the fourth quarter. Mooney – like get those guys in space, let them move. But those the, the the deep balls. I mean, 
Foles was just out of that all night. And you heard Troy Aikman say it like in the first quarter when he had that, it was third and two and they had the rollout and throw to Robinson where he, he was wide open. He threw it way over his head. Yeah. He's like, those are plays that they drew up for Trubisky. And now they're asking Foles to do them. And like Nagy can't seem to figure out what plays work for which quarterback. He wants the hybrid of both of them when that just doesn't exist. Like they need to reassess what their offense does and go, go with that moving forward because this hybrid of like, these are the plays for Mitch. These are the formations that Foles likes. Like that doesn't work. You have to narrow it down to what quarterback is in the game and what they do well. Yeah, I mean, Foles is the quarterback now. So yeah, absolutely. Customize the game plan for your personnel, man. Yeah, like, that's what you got to do. That's what the best coaches do. And situationally, situationally, all yeah, that. You yeah, you have to be in. You have to be making the right decisions. Hey, but it worked out. Uh, <laughs> it worked out. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Hey, any you got any comments on Santos, uh, Nick? He hit. He did his job. Great. You have anything to say? Anything to say on so Santos? Are we gonna, we gonna sit here? Like I, this is what I don't understand <laughs> with you, though. Are we gonna sit here and act like he hasn't missed wide open field goals yeah. this year? No. Yeah. Like has. what? Oh, because he, he made one yesterday. Hey, thank you, man. Hey, great job. Not fucking blowing the game and missing a he field goal that some, we needed to he hit. Made some big Fuck kicks. out of here! I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. What do you mean? He hit. A, he, that was that was an easy one too, and we had no confidence. It was hey, 35 yards. Hey, he made oh some my big god! Kicks. Hey, man. You gotta, for, you gotta, for a million bucks, I'll figure out how to kick a 35 yarder too. Hey, you gotta you gotta give him. Yeah, give, him and, his, give him his love when he and, when he does the and, right and, thing. And no one in the 773-312-847-630 or seven oh eight had confidence in his ass. Yeah. I had confidence. He looked he was locked in. You saw him pulling it back, going left, coming pulling it back down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably, too far back. It was probably to his advantage that the crowd was not there. <laughs> there was no yeah. people in the stands. Yeah. yeah. We're ready to give Santos look. Sean is hey, hey shout last out Sam, couple hey. weeks. So last couple weeks, Sean shout has out. been just giving out flowers <laughs> hey, here on the podcast. Hey, I mean you killed him when he hey. missed. You gotta show him some love when he hits. If you hit a glorified extra point, Sean thinks you should get a C on your chest. Hey, you gotta you gotta show him some love. For your perseverance, Cairo Santos hey, sucks. This is just the facts. That's just the facts. We got Carolina uh, next week. We got a little baby bye. So that gives us some extra time. That's a very winnable game. I know it's on the road. It's in Carolina, but we could easily be five and two. We need Green Bay to start fucking losing games. Uh, Tampa Bay plays them next week. So maybe Tom Brady can bounce back. He helped us this week. Maybe he can help us next week and beat Green Bay. So we'll see, man. Bears four and one for Big Nick the Quick. And Eli Cameron, I'm your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. No catch up. Sports Talk via Chicago. We out of here. Bears win, baby.